talks about it. Nobody really prepares you for it. And so when it comes about, we really don't know what to do with it. What is it, you may ask? Well, that's what we're going to find out together. Come take a journey with me as we talk about the it nobody wants to talk about. This is as quiet as it's kept with your host, Jason Dante. Hey, what's going on, world? Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of As Quiet As It's Kept. I'm your host, Jason Dante. Uh, Thank you all again for all the support, all the love that I'm receiving so far. It really means the world to me. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Let let all of us go on this journey together. Uh, Before we hop into today's episode... Again, a special shout out to everyone Wins Together Productions who is producing, editing, taking care of everything for us concerning this podcast. Um, they are a, a media company where their job is to curate content for the creative and to produce experiences in music, media, and live production. So if you have a podcast that you want to produce, uh, if you need music for your digital content, or if your music and media ministries within your church need development, reach out to EWT Productions. Everyone wins together productions. Jason at EWTProductions.com is the best place to reach or follow us on social media at EWT Productions on all social media platforms. So to get into today's episode, I'm really excited. I'm really full. I've been kind of going back and forth as far as what am I going to talk about today? I already had something planned, but plans change. You make a plan so you know which way you're going, but if a plan changes, you can adapt and that's the way it is. One more thing before we really get started in today's it, got to make sure I give you my disclaimers. I already told you on episode one that I'm going to give it to you about every single episode, and so this episode is no different. Again, number one, I'm not the end-all, be-all. I'm not he that knows it all. When it comes to these topics, I'm just giving you my experiences and what I'm learning with them. Number two is I am a Christian black millennial man in the United States of America. So that just gives you the context as far as which I'm going to talk about these things. Okay. So for today's it, for today's topic, um, this it is, it's an interesting it. I'm not going to lie. It's an it of growing up if, especially if you didn't grow up in a in, in a church context, maybe you haven't really heard this it before. And it's it's it could be a little controversial, maybe, depending on who you ask. I'm trying to see if there's any other way I can like build up this it. Um no, I don't think there's another way I can really build this build this it up. Um, to give you a little intrigue, I'm just I just got to go right after it because uh, I, I got a lot on my heart and a lot on my lot on my mind to say. And so let's get after it. Today's it. We are talking about deliverance, deliverance and repentance. So I don't want you to be scared. Um, if you are a believer, you, we we've heard these terms, deliverance and repentance. If you're not a believer and you're checking out this podcast. 
completely cool in the game. I don't want you to be scared at all, but I'm going to talk about it. Here's why I want to talk about it, because I feel like as I was thinking about this growing up, I always thought deliverance were just for non-Christians. Like, like anytime I felt like I heard the term deliverance, it's like, oh man, somebody's really like deep in the sin with something, like not even a believer of God and they just need to be delivered, um, be delivered from whatever they're going through or, you know, something is so dark and mucky that they're going through that, oh God, you just got to deliver them, you know? Um, of course, I, I don't know. I, I just keep thinking about... Um, the Prince of Egypt and like one of the first songs, like deliver us and uh, like the slaves working deliver us or <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, but that, that's that been my experience with deliverance. I always thought it was just this very um, shocking thing, this very like, oh, man, you need to be delivered. Like, I don't know. It For me growing up, I feel like it was made to be very spooky almost very like spiritual like almost almost touching like exorcism kind of type stuff like not fully but like in that kind of like oh man you know that like oh no just keep you know they, they keep uh smoking that stuff or whatever or they just keep drinking they need to be delivered and it just i don't know i would just feel like it had just a very spooky connotation to to it and again i always thought it was like not really for like Christians or believe or or believers, but that was really mainly just for the non-believer that needs to get delivered and everything. That was my experience with it. So basically saying growing up, I, I don't feel like I really understood deliverance because yes, I did grow up in a Pentecostal type house, like a kind of a Pentecostal background. Um, my late grandfather, uh, both my grandfathers were uh, preachers, um, but my grandfather, uh, my papa, on my mom's side, he was um, a, a bishop in a United Holy Church. And so, you know, that that's a Christian, a, a very Pentecostal background. Growing up, my mom always tell us how, like, basically, they saw everything was a sin. Playing cards was a sin. Dancing was a sin. Um, having pierced ears, tattoos, all that was a sin. Like, like almost you name it. Going to the movie theaters was a sin. Now, I didn't grow up in that way because my parents knew, like, okay, some of this stuff, like going to see a movie, that's not sinful. You know, uh, so we we didn't grow up in that 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 strict of an environment or anything like that. Um, but we we definitely grew up in the church. Like, we, we grew up in the church. And even though I feel like I have some Pentecostal background, um, where I really, I feel like started to develop in the church. We, we went to an assemblies of God church, um, in Oberlin, Ohio, um, love that church crossroads Christian center. It's still, it's still going for the glory of God. Um, I love the pastor there. I love the family there. I love y'all. If y'all listening, Davilas, I love y'all for real, for real. Um, and so that's kind of like my background and everything. And, and even crossroads was a very, uh, charismatic church in how we experience God and how we praise and worship. It was very demonstrative and everything, but I still don't feel like I saw a lot of deliverance. Some people were brought up in like a deliverance ministry. 
So that's the background. Now, I feel like as quiet as it's kept, some Christians, when we talk about deliverance, it it we don't paint the full story. Like somebody may be going through like a like a, a, a depression or or something like that. And for for some believers, it seems like their answer is, oh, well, they just need to be delivered. They, oh, they well, they just need deliverance from that. And it's like, OK, yes, but that's not the full story. Uh, so I feel like sometimes we make deliverance of just like this. Oh, if you're struggling with anything at all. You just need to be delivered from it. And what I'm learning, I don't feel like that's quite true. You know what I mean? Um, that I, I feel like it's a lot deeper than that. Um, and and it, it's a lot more involved than that, than just being, oh, you just need to be delivered. Oh, you just need to repent. And so that also brings us now to repentance. Growing up, I felt repentance was made to be, again, this other like, super spiritual kind of almost spooky word repentance repent repent for the kingdom of god it's at hand repent you sinners repent like you know like it, it was it was it was just made kind of it just in that way that like oh like oh you just need like to repent and for me for me it created this image of like really like a broken spirit contrite sobbing like Oh God, what have I done? I've sinned so much again. I, I sinned so much against you, God. I repent. <laughs> you know, like just like complete weeping, gnashing of teeth kind of type stuff when it came to repentance. And, you know, I, I feel like these two terms, deliverance and repentance, were made so sharply, like like they were delivered so sharply that it felt like a lot of truth and not a lot of grace. So what what do I mean by that? Um, the spirit of God is a spirit of grace and truth. So all truth and no grace just makes you mean. All grace and no truth is not the goal either because you're not just going to be doing any and everything you want to do out here. And so there has to be a balance of grace and truth. And I feel like sometimes when it comes to us Christians, we we like to go um, really heavy on ones on one side or the other. And with when it comes to deliverance and repentance, I think that's when we go too far truth, and we don't really paint out the full picture of what deliverance and repentance is, because. And I'm going to talk about it at more length um, in another episode. I have experienced deliverance as er, like I, I went through my own experience of deliverance in February of this year, 2023. Again, I'm, I'm, I'll speak more to that on another episode. It's coming and you guys are going to, like I said, I'm. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be transparent with you all. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about that in length. But in February 2023, I went through deliverance. And guess what? It wasn't a super spooky kind of thing. Nobody laid hands on me. There were no speaking of tongues, if you will. Like I, I didn't fall out on the ground or anything like that. I was actually cooking breakfast when it happened. 
I was cooking breakfast, you know, had my chicken sausage and my little egg mixture and everything. I was just getting that ready and everything. I was listening um, to a sermon and it was through that sermon, the Holy Spirit used it to bring deliverance in an area that I very much needed deliverance in. So, you know, we, we've made, again, deliverance and repentance such these spooky words and these spooky terms and feel like it's a lot deeper than what it is. And don't get me wrong, it is deep. But we need to actually, like, we can present these terms a lot better. So saying all that to say, here's what I'm learning about deliverance and repentance. Um, and, I, and I hope it lands with you all. Deliverance happens in a moment, but walking out that deliverance takes time. So deliverance happens in a moment, but the habits take time to undo. Deliverance happens in a moment, but the habits take time to undo. What do I mean by that? In the moment that you're set free from something, you are set free. There, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is no like, oh, you're kind of free, kind of not, and everything. You're free in that moment. But what nobody really tells you and what we, what we haven't really talked about when it comes to deliverance is now doing the unlearning of the steps and the habits and the triggers that made you go to that particular thing. So say, for example, um, you were, you were uh, bound to alcoholism. In a moment, God can free you from that. What I believe deliverance is, deliverance is when God takes, takes it from your heart. That it's like it's not a, it's not a heart issue anymore. More so meaning that like when you're when you're really are deep in some sin, you feel like you have no other choice but to do it, even when you don't want to do it, that's when you're bound. But when you are delivered, it's no longer a heart issue, meaning that like you you now feel f the freedom that you can say no. Or you can say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to return back to the bottle. I'm not going to return back to insert your vice here. So deliverance has happened in the moment. But now you need to walk out that deliverance and learn about your habits and learn new habits. Because, OK, you're, you're delivered. It's, it's taken from you. But but you've been hitting the bottle for so long, for years on top of years that like you're just moving on autopilot now. So then when when X plus B equals C and everything, you know to just go right to the bottle because you've been it's in your subconscious now. It's just an automatic response. And so now you have to you have to change your focus. Because even if you're delivered from something, but if that remains your focus, again, um, in episode one, I said the, the perspective that you agree with is the reality that you live in. So even if it's something that you're delivered from, but the, if, if that is still your focus, then it's going to feel like you're not really delivered because all you're focusing on or is, again, if we're taking the, the thing of alcohol, um, or, or, let, or let's try to get a little bit deeper. Maybe your thing is just lying. Like you were just, you know, you knew how to lie and um, manipulate 
deceive whoever, and it just came easy to you. God delivered you in an instant from lying, but now you have to unlearn those habits and realize what triggers get you to just go back to that automatic subconscious default of lying. So, you know, like, okay, maybe when I'm under stress or, you know, when I did something wrong, really when I do something wrong, I feel like it's it's a shot of my character, but it may, not only maybe a shot of your character, but maybe some pride kicks in. And so because pride kicks in and you can't admit that you were actually wrong, now you go back to your subconscious default of lying and being deceitful and manipulating. So you, you, so you are delivered, but now we have to work on your habits. Now we have to work on repentance. So the word repent actually means to like, it, it's a military term that means like about face. So it literally means like to turn away, turn 180. So like I'm looking at the camera, right? Um, for, for the ones that are just listening, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into a camera. Um, if I were to turn my back to the camera, I have now just repented. Like so now I'm facing the other way. The camera is no longer in my perspective. It's no longer in my view. It's no longer in my sight. Because now I have a new focus. It's not the camera. It was what's behind me. And so many times when it comes to deliverance and everything like that, we, we, we focus so much on, oh, you had to be delivered. And yes, that's an important and very necessary step. But repentance also has to happen because, again, the, the, the perspective you agree with is the reality that you live in. And so whether whatever your sin, you you add it, whether it be obesity, whether it be pornography, whether it be lying, whether it be um, I don't know, just just insert your vice there. Like what whatever the case may be, if that's your thing, but you're still just focused on doing or not doing that thing, and the whole barometer of if God loves you or if you're feel saved that day is if you do that thing or not do that thing. So guess what? You're still focused on that thing. So like, let's take pornography, for example, my issue. Again, another episode, we're going to talk about it in a, a whole episode about it. It's coming. Um, but like, say if we take pornography, right? If my whole focus is, okay, God, you delivered me from pornography. Great. But if my whole focus is now not looking at pornography, let me not do it. Let me not do anything that's going to get me back to pornography. Guess what? I'm, I've am i already have said the word pornography about three or four times now. That's been the focus. It hasn't been Jesus. I now just said Jesus. But the but my focus has all been on this. And so we, we get so caught up in delivering from the issue that we, didn't, we don't then align and fix our focus to what it needs to really be on. And that is Jesus. That is doing his will. That is just living out a free life. And so that 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 is a lot. That's the problem. And that's what I'm learning is that deliverance in and of itself isn't enough. If that sounds uh, blasphemous or anything like that, I'm sorry. You can find another podcast to listen to. But deliverance in itself isn't enough. Because if deliverance was enough, then like we then the then you wouldn't struggle anymore. There wouldn't be any more issues anymore. 
Now you can maybe argue and say, well, like, oh, well, you need to be fully delivered. Okay, but then how then explain the Israelites, right? So the Israelites, the moment that he, that Pharaoh said, hey, all right, enough, enough with these plagues and all that, y'all can go. They were delivered in that moment, in that instant. And so we, we thank God that he freed the Israelites. But now we forget that they weren't going right to the promised land. They were going to Mount Sinai to learn what does it mean to now be a delivered and free people. Deliverance brings freedom, but we now have to learn what does it mean to be free. We now have to learn and, and more so unlearn all the stuff that we learned while we were bound and captive. So that's why, you know, the Ten Commandments and the Torah comes into place because God is teaching Israel, this is how you be my people. This is how you are a holy nation. This is how I need you to conduct yourselves. You are, you've been used to it in a certain way while you've been bound, but now that you're free, this is how you conduct yourselves. And granted, it should only should have only taken about a year from them to learn that, but because they're the perspective that you agree with is the reality that you live in. So because their focus was still Egypt, like, oh, you know, we in Egypt, we had meat. Oh, we want the leeks and onions from Egypt, 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 Egypt. We just left Egypt. Oh, all the other nations and everything have gods. We need a God of our own Egypt. Like because their focus was still being bound. All them jokers except two. Did not receive the promises of God. They were all delivered. You couldn't tell me that they weren't set free. They were all set free, but they didn't didn't know what it means to be free. Let's not even take it Bible. Let's take it modern day, right? Um, If somebody has been locked up for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and everything, and now, you know, they're they're finally a free man or a free woman. A lot of times you may still see their actions as if they're still in prison, so we say that, oh, man, even though he's free, he's still he's so institutionalized. He's institutionalized because the deliverance happened in a moment. The, the moment they said, hey, you're going home and everything like that. You know, he get his stuff. He walks out the door. But the, 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 there hasn't been any work on the habits. Nobody has taught them how to be free yet. And so that's why there's such a high rate of repeat offenders because nobody is teaching these men and women what does freedom look like now nobody is teaching out hey this is how you repent this is how you get away from the the life of uh you know drugs if it was drugs involved or the life of theft if it was theft involved or you know the life of um domestic abuse if it was domestic abuse while they were locked up whatever the case may be A lot of times these people just go in, serve their time and get out, but nobody teaches them how to repent. Nobody helps them to change their perspective. So they just go back to what they know and then here they are bound again. And so that's why it looks like a lot of us, a lot of church people and just a lot of people in the world still are looking bound like we haven't been delivered. But the fact of the matter is we have been delivered, but we're not teaching freedom we're we're not teaching like hey you know when you're extra stressed i i 
that is an indication that you're going to go hit the bottle. And then once you hit one shot, one shot is never enough because your subconscious kicks in and you know to get the buzz that you're looking for to numb the pain and to numb the stress that you're feeling, you're going to need about 10 of them. And so then you can just go automatic, just hitting them, hitting them. Now, it may not be in your heart that you want to just keep hitting the shots, but now you're just rolling on subconscious because, again, you haven't been taught how to be free yet. And I'm, I'm passionate about this because, again, it, this is something that I'm realizing in my own deliverance that, like, cool, I was delivered in a moment but now it's un, it's unlearning the habits and it's building up new habits and making sure that what I was delivered from is no longer my focus, that I repent, that I've turned 180. I turn an about face that I don't focus on that anymore, but I focus on the Lord, my God, and doing what he's called me to do. Plain and simple, because if I keep that my focus, if I keep that the main thing, whether I want to do it or not do it. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to do it again because I've kept it the focus because it's still it's still within my eyesight. It's still within my parameters. Like I'm still faced towards it because that's my perspective. And that's going to be the reality that I live in. And so we need to, yes, teach deliverance. Yes, people need to be delivered. It takes care of the heart issue. But if you just stop at deliverance, people won't actually be free. Like deliverance, it's just isn't enough. Because you can, who, ooh, because ooh, even you could say it this way. That um, at, at the time that I'm recording this, we're, we're starting to get into Good Friday and it's about to be Resurrection Weekend, right? And so what Jesus did on the cross he delivered us from the penalty of sin. You say in a moment when he said it is finished, it was finished in that moment. So if we were delivered from sin in that moment, why do we need Holy Spirit? And why, why was Holy Spirit still a part of the whole plan? Holy Spirit is still a part of the plan because Jesus knew that like, hey, my spirit has to come and teach you what what this means to be free, what this means to live in me and live for me and everything like that. You don't you don't know what it you don't know what it means because you've been bound to sin, you've been bound to world, you've been bound to culture. But once you say yes to me, I delivered you from world and culture and everything like that. My spirit comes to teach you, to advocate for you, to comfort you and to show you and to guide you on everything that I am. Jesus, okay? Focus it on Jesus. And so, you know, and, 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 and so a lot of times it doesn't feel that way because we just want to get people saved. Oh, get them saved, get them saved, get them delivered, get them saved. And yes, that's a necessary thing. But the work afterward, you like that's just as important too. Because if we're not doing that, then people are walking around powerful and but unaware, you know, like untapped power. And 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 not even just on some power tip, just living bound while yet free. 
kind of like an oxymoron, but two can be true at the same time to know that, okay, I'm free because of God's love and everything, but I still feel bound in this. Why do I still feel bound in this? Because you still need to learn what it means to be free. Like God's spirit, uh, I can't think of the scripture right now, but um, what, what uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God's spirit is all about freedom. So deliverance gets you to freedom, yes. But as a bound people, as us coming into this world bound because of what Adam did, we don't know what freedom is. And so that's why Holy Spirit is so necessary in our lives because Holy Spirit shows us what does it mean to be free? It shows us, he shows us and guides us and leads us and reminds us of everything that um, Jesus has done. Um, he reveals to us his plans. He reveals to us the mysteries of God and everything. He does all of that because it's all showing how do we be a people for God? How, 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 how do we really be free? How do we really live in truth? Right. But that doesn't happen if it's just if it's just deliverance, 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 deliverance. Stop that. Because you, you're shouting deliverance. You're just shouting deliverance and saying, oh, they need to be delivered and whatnot. And, you know, and, and maybe it's not your part for you to, 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 to clean the fish. Maybe you just need to catch the fish. And if that's your part in all of it, brother, sister, I thank God for you. Because you're necessary. But don't elevate your calling of catching fish over my calling to clean the fish. Both is necessary. Like you catch them, but I'll clean them and everything so that they can go on and, you know, so on and so forth. Not going to get in the in the um, in the weeds of that analogy. But saying all that to say. Maybe your part in the body is to help bring people to deliverance because you can't deliver them. Let's get that straight, too. You have no delivering power. Only Holy Spirit does. So maybe Holy Spirit's using you to get that person to deliverance. But then there also has to be somebody that's going to help them walk out like, hey, now that you're free. I'm, let's help you repent. And walk this thing out fully. That's why things like uh, small groups and um, grief recovery and stuff like that is so necessary because it helps teach people how to be free. It helps them unlearn the habits that keep them, that make them feel like and keep them bound or returning back to the chains. So that's what I'm learning and, and I'm passionate about it because, again, what, what, what the, the, the thrust of this podcast is to demystify, debunk, and give you the real so that you can live a free life. Again, this is a podcast about freedom. And I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. And this is a major area. And now it's really clicking why I had to talk about this now. Because this is a podcast about freedom, we had to talk about these things because... People need to be fully free. It's not enough to say, oh, you know, it's not enough to say, oh, be delivered from this depression, be delivered from this or that. Or, you know, it's not enough just to say that they need to be delivered and they need to walk out their newfound freedom. 
and they need people to teach them what it means to be free. Yes, we have Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit maybe placed you in their life to teach them how to be free. So that's all I got, y'all. Um, again, if this resonates with you all at all, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, um, tell a friend, tell somebody. Let's continue to go on this journey together because um, it's necessary. It's super necessary, okay? We want to be free. I want y'all to be free. Let's go on this journey together. Let's make it happen together. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm just really full uh, right now as I'm recording this. I know I can give a much better, like, call to action or, or something like that at the end of it. That's cool. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the next episode. Um, cause you know, there'll, there'll be a link in this episode description that you can sign up for the email, do all the things, follow me on social media at EWT productions, said a lot of stuff in the beginning and whatnot, but I, I, I need y'all to be free. I want y'all to be free because you can't be your best self if you're not free. And so please talk about this. This is why I'm bringing up these it's so that we can talk about these quote-unquote taboo topics so we can stop mystifying deliverance. We can stop mystifying repentance and we can actually get people delivered and help them stay delivered, help them stay free. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's it for this episode. Um, not to like end it abruptly, but I, I think I have said what I've needed to say. Um, I think I've said what I feel like Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about. Um, again, a Christian, black man, millennial in the United States of America. Um, but Christian is the most important. And so in all things, I try to be led by the Spirit. Because uh, I was going to talk about parenting. I'll probably talk about that next episode. Um, but I, it, it was really pressed on me to to talk about this whole thing of deliverance and repentance and here we are talking um, talking about it. And so if you are somebody that needs deliverance, it could be just as simple as this. I'm going to pray for you. And, in the, and there's nothing special about what I pray. What's special is what Holy Spirit does for you as you listen to this prayer. He's the only one that can deliver you. He's the only one that can free you. And you have to work with him in the sense that you have to be tired. You have to be tired enough. You have to be ready. So if you are tired enough from what you've been going through, if you're ready to really experience freedom and you're ready to start walking out and undoing these habits that have keep you bound, simply just listen and let Holy Spirit take it from your heart. You don't have to do anything, but just let Holy Spirit take it from your heart. And so, God, as, as I end this podcast, as I, as I end this episode, uh, for my brothers and sisters that may be listening, that may, God, you know their heart, you know the issues that plague them, you know what is heavy on their heart. So, God, I know that you are a God of freedom. You are a God of liberty. And so, Lord, as my brother and sister are tired of going into the same sin cycles over and over again, 
I'm asking that you bring full deliverance to them right now in Jesus' name. That whatever they've been struggling with, whatever has held has held them down, whatever has kept them bound, it's over and done with now in Jesus' name. And so, God, in advance, I thank you for delivering them and freeing them right now. Now, God, send your spirit, send the right people, send the right resources to help them walk out their newfound freedom. But, God, you did the work at the moment that they listened to it. At the moment, even before I started praying, when in their heart they said, yes, I want to be free, you did it right then, right there. Because, again, it's not about my prayer. It's about your spirit. The power is in your spirit, God. And so, Lord, have your way in your people. Thank you for making us free. Thank you for delivering us, God. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Never thought I would end a podcast episode praying, but here we are. I love you, family. Um, I'll catch you on the next episode of As Quiet As It's Kept.